Welcome, everyone, to another episode of This is CX, our West Monroe Partners Customer Experience Podcast. I'm Mike Manfredo. And this is Paul Hagen. This is some really crazy, surreal times right now going on uh, with the COVID pandemic and, and the effects that are taking place both socially, but also in terms of the impact in, in the business world. Um, there are some really, I mean, it's, it's reminding me of one of, uh, the songs from my, one of my favorite musicals, uh, Hamilton, the world really has turned upside down in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. We hope everyone is doing well out there and, uh, and, uh, we're, we're kind of hoping, hoping in this episode to look towards the future and, um, at least get that bright light that, uh, will, will eventually come out of all of this. So, Yes. Um, and, and, and to that end, you know, while we start to try navigate maybe this new normal, whether temporary or, or longer, you know, we CX professionals have to find a way to, to continue to answer the call of helping ensure our organizations are, are serving our customers to the best of our abilities. Absolutely. Um, and really, that's the starting basis of our topic uh, for the next couple of conversations, which uh, we're actually going to be joined by a special guest, uh, Cindy Garrett, who's a director in our customer experience practice at West Monroe. And she focuses on, on helping organizations deliver exceptional servicing organizations. And so with that, I'd like to welcome Cindy to the podcast. Uh, Cindy, hello. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and Paul today. I've been with West Monroe Partners for eight years now, and I focus on helping customer service organizations transform their operations, as well as improving their customer experience and employee engagement. Prior to joining West Monroe, I was in the healthcare industry and was responsible for national customer service operations. So you could say that I have truly focused on service operations and customer experience the majority of my career. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Cindy, for taking the time to join us today. So let's kind of start with this. You know, now that COVID has has really kind of almost initiated. Uh, kicked off that recession that we talked about uh, for the last probably year or so. You know, organizations are gonna start to look for cost-cutting measures uh, that ultimately will help them react to budget cutting. Uh, there will be a lot of pressures on organizations to trim in operations, make sure that they're able to get through this. So, Cindy, you know, what are the top things that you're seeing service organizations do now in reaction to this downturn, um, or, or what do you think they should be doing? Well, I think as you've likely seen, we've really seen a, a wide range of actions that are being taken and they and they definitely vary by industry. You know, at one end of the spectrum, we've seen layoffs and retail food services and bars, um, while healthcare financial institutions and grocery stores and the like have had to significantly staff up to deal with the increased demand. I've seen a lot of companies implement um, or add more remote workers, and certainly many companies have had to find new innovative ways to deal with increased volumes. So, for example, one of our local hospitals I've seen is setting up tents and RVs outside the emergency room to really streamline that triage process for individuals that may be infected and keep them separated from those that are in the ER for other purposes. I think airlines, if you've gone through the experience, I'm sure many of you have, is, have had, you know, canceled or reduced flights from the airlines. And uh, some of the airlines have actually basically called for an all hands on deck, basically saying anybody that can get on the phones, they put them on the phone. And that's included senior executives in some cases. And I'm, I'm sure that's given them a new appreciation for their frontline staff. Mm. As far as 
things that I think everybody should be doing. Um, you know, it's about a rapid response to increasing resources for those that have the higher demands. I think since almost 60% of our states now have a statewide stay-at-home order in place and many more states to come, I think companies really have to learn how to operate in a highly digital environment and be able to quickly assemble a remote or temporary workforce. Um, I think those companies that I've seen with call centers, obviously self-service and digital channels are becoming extremely important. So looking for opportunities to push more to self-service, introduce chat bots to handle those simple calls so that their customer service representatives can really focus on calls that are more complex and require that human intervention. Mm -hmm. I think on the other side of things, you know, service organizations with decreased demand have to get very, very creative at this point in time and become more agile and flexible. So examples that I would give there is, look, just look at the restaurants that are reaching out via email, via text and other things. And, and they're offering obviously curbside pickup, free delivery, but they're also getting very creative. And here's a three course meal coupled with discounted bottles mm. of wine. One of the local restaurants that we've seen, I thought was a different twist basically came out with what they had called the essential package. So for those of us that were having difficulties getting some of the basic necessities at grocery stores, um, they're offering an essential package that includes chicken, milk, eggs, bread, butter, vegetables, and rice. And then of course, the added bonus of the one thing that we're all looking to find right now, which is three rolls of toilet paper in addition to food. <laughs> Hitting on all those basic customer needs, yeah. Yeah, I think it's another thing that I've seen, and certainly I think it holds true for West Monroe, is this is really a critical time for companies to demonstrate, you know, to truly demonstrate their values um, and really having that people first mentality that helps their employees feel safe and heard. This includes things like that ability to go ahead and go home and work remotely to offer financial assistance. We've seen some companies offering that assistance if they do have somebody who believes they're infected that can go in and get testing, uh, continuously educating their employees on the virus, offering employee assistance programs, and just really increase uh, communicating uh, frequently in times that are quite stressful. Well, Cindy, one of the things that you said was really interesting. I was really interested as I'm watching companies, you know, really uh, almost be forced to innovate, right? Innovate business models in a very, very rapid um, kind of uh, in, in a rapid kind of way. Um, and you almost answered the question that I had in the back of my head is, you know, there's one this one side of having to reduce costs and focus on predict uh, productivity. But you kind of also mentioned it's about providing value and redefining in this in this moment, what is valuable to customers and how do you deliver that? Are you seeing companies struggle with that in, in some ways or are you really seeing companies rise to the occasion? I think some are doing better than others. If you just watch what's happening out there. I think there's disruptive innovators um, are out there and are setting the examples and each day we read more information about those. I, so I really think this is challenging those people to step up and, and see what their organization can offer. Because like you said, people are expecting value, not only are they expecting value, but they're also hoping for a reduced cost of that value at this point in time. So those companies I think will really thrive. Do you think some of these innovations and changes will, 
you know, are they sustainable or, 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 you know, will companies kind of change a, a little bit of their model? I mean, this, this notion of a restaurant, you know, offering, um, you know, an, a full cooked meal, we've clearly seen, you know, innovators out there before trying to do that. Will that become a new norm or, you know, the drive through pickup, you know, kinds of services that's been part of, you know, digital transformation in some industries for a while, but clearly others are catching up. Do you think they'll sustain that, you know, post-crisis? I think they will. I think we're seeing a lot of things right now uh, and the effects aren't limited to just the short term uh, to the bottom line, which obviously is something organizations are looking for right now. But as they really think about being more creative and innovative to, to meet the high demands and lower the costs, we can really see that from a long-term benefit change as well. So process automation would be an example where we can really significantly improve productivity, drive down operating costs, increase quality. And those effects are going to stick around for a long time and, and can even help companies become a, you know, clear, have it become a competitive advantage for those firms going forward. Yeah. So Cindy, I guess um, to that point, Obviously, there needs to be the the focus on on meeting you know it, it kind of survivability, right? I mean, and there is the short term. We got to get through this. How do we do that uh, in a way that and we don't have to necessarily let our people go, or um, you know, we're able to still effectively uh, serve our customers? But how do you balance the need to reduce cost? And uh, you know, focusing on automation and introducing you know more digital self-service chat in a time of where human connectedness is actually something you know we're we're being now spread apart. Uh, and while there's an increase in the use of digital tools to try and connect, are there ways that our, our servicing organizations can leverage this technology while becoming more productive? Still, you know, focus on improving or maintaining good experiences that drive connectedness and, and ultimately can can drive loyalty, uh, you know, in, in kind of longer term with the customer? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I think that's a great question. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I think service organizations with large call centers really need to take advantage of bots, AI, and some of the newer technologies, all of the digital channels, so that customer service representatives can handle those complex and more emotional calls. The, the cost per contact for digital channels is typically 60 to 80% lower than the cost per call channel. So I think really continuing to leverage that, there's a lot of companies out there that are right now are saying, I can get you up on a cloud call center within 48 hours that your employees can work remote. There's wow. everybody's out there trying to say, we can do this for you. So it's, uh, I think, you know, the other cases, if you don't have a large contact center, then it really comes to how can I streamline or create new processes like that, the RV and the tents at the hospital to really handle this um, decreased demand. From a, from a loyalty and revenue perspective, um, I think companies really need to be proactive and creative. They need to obviously right now make their customers feel safe. And what I've seen is the lines of the normal operating procedures, your SOPs, those are very blurred right now. And staff are going to have to be more empowered to make decisions on the fly. Uh, and, you know, the local, I, just amazing, the local grocer here by us, you know, within, I think, two days set up a whole new pickup area in their parking lot. They put signs on the parking space numbers and a phone number on it. You just pull into it. 
tell them what number you're in, give them your name, and they bring your groceries out to you, load them into your trunk without any contact. And I think that's just going to continue to evolve. So the next thing they can do is add it to their mobile device and so forth. So really getting creative, that's the type of loyalty that is going to make a difference, right? That you have those needs, they're extremely valuable to a, to us as individuals and people and org service organizations are responding to those um, very quickly and rapidly. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cindy, where do you, where do you see t- organizations typically going wrong in, in their reactions right now? You know, too much focus on reduced costs or mistakes they should be looking out for? I think the, the thing that I see organizations do is to only emphasize productivity and really not think about the quality. So for example, if I place an order for pickup and I go to pick up my order, you bring it out to my car, everything's great there, but I come home and you don't have my full order or it's somebody else's order, that's going to be a mistake, right? Because you didn't focus on the quality side. You just had people throw together your food as quickly as they possibly could do. In contact centers, you see a similar thing where when we get in a crisis like this, people will start talking about how many calls you can handle per hour or how much you should reduce your talk time by. So again, if we only focus on that productivity without the call, then I'm going to have mm. incomplete or incorrect information. So I think this is a time where really quality and emotional intelligence is critical based on the uncertainty of what we're facing now and what's going to happen in the upcoming months. That's a good one. I, um, I'm thinking about an order I recently got that uh, didn't have bananas in it. And uh, if, you're, if you're a parent and you need to cook some pancakes and the bananas are essential, <laughs> um, that throws the week off. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think uh, I thought I was impressed with uh, Amazon Fresh. I've been ordering groceries from them. Produce has been great. Everything's been great. I've only had one problem thus far. I got a carton of eggs one was missing and one was completely broken. I got online. It was a quick chat with the person. They credited me for the eggs and I was off the phone in less or off the chat in less than a minute. So you're going to see that people are adapting and really responding to those immediate needs and not putting you through a long process of, you know, we'll get you another carton of eggs or, you know, we'll give you a percentage discount. It's just resolved quickly and obviously to my satisfaction. Who else? That makes that makes me think. Who else have you seen doing really, you know, an outstanding job like that? Other companies that you've interacted with? I think I've seen more from the proactive side with some of the airline information. They're they're proactively reaching out to you to let you know that you know this flight was canceled because they're reducing the number of flights. Here's the alternatives. If you don't go online and select a new flight by X period of time, then a customer service representative will reach out to you. So they're trying to do the self-service approach. They're being proactive uh, to me, reaching out to me, uh, and therefore allowing me to self-serve at the time. And if not, call, having an agent call me to find something that's going to work for me. So seen that in the airlines, clearly the hospital systems, we need obviously a lot more tests and things. There's a lot of Uh, people out there that are concerned being really able to do that virtual dock type thing in a triage remotely before you go in. People are doing drive-through tests. And of course, you have to meet certain qualifications or do those drive-throughs. But obviously, the healthcare is an area that people have had to really step up uh, to make things happen and to solve and address some of the fear and concern that's out there. How about you guys? Have you seen some very interesting things as well? 
I've been impressed. Uh, we uh, I've now watched the opera, and San, uh, the Met has offers uh, Friday night, uh, and San Francisco Jazz is offering a new subscription for Friday night jazz, which are you know really interesting. You know, in, in terms of signing up new subscribers or getting people exposed to some of the stuff that they've had at a very low price and you know very kind of time timely uh, manner. Um, I've noticed you know outbound. Um, um, proactive email messages from banks, and they're vastly different. Those outbound communications, um, at, you know, Ally versus Wells Fargo. You know, Ally just did a fantastic job of waiving fees and uh, you know pushing pushing things out. Um, you know, relevant, very relevant content, and um, you know, almost preempted. You know, you could imagine preempted many calls into their contact center about, you know, uh, payments and fees and things like that, uh, where, you know, others are more generic, you know, empathizing with customers, but not necessarily thinking about what it is that a customer needs right now beyond that relative to the services. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I've seen the same thing when you when you have the opportunity and you're dealing with multiple financial institutions. Completely agree with that. There's you know been one bank that is just basically here's some information or here's what's happening in the market, but nothing that seems personalized to me that will help me address my own fears about my situation, what's happening to my investments. So completely agree with you on that one. All right. Well, Cindy, I think that's uh, maybe a, a good place for us to leave our initial conversation here talking about the way that organizations can begin to you know, start to think about how do we come more, a little bit more balancing between cost cutting and still maintaining and servicing, um, especially in finding new ways to innovate uh, given the... Uh, given the challenges that uh, that everyone is, is now currently facing. So, but I think uh, we've got another episode uh, coming up with you. We want to talk a little bit more about the employee side of this, not, not just the organization to customer relationship, but now as an employee, you know, going through this, going through this challenge, how, how does that, how, how do we manage that experience for our employees? So looking forward to that um, and really appreciate you joining us uh, for this conversation today. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Cindy. All right. And thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. Really appreciate you taking a moment to listen. If you have any uh, any any examples of good or bad uh, that you're starting to see uh, because of uh, the, the impact to organizations looking to uh, streamline their uh, their operations, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please check out the, the email address and the uh, in the show notes, or please reach out to Paul and I, uh, uh, on social media. So, and again, please, uh, take care of yourselves. Um, thank a, uh, medical or hospital professional. If you see them, they're, they're on the front lines doing this. So thank you for joining us. And, uh, we look forward to, to welcome you back in uh, future episodes. Mm-hmm.